Hi, Jonam here from A Religion Rehab. I wanted to record this episode just to have a one-on-one conversation today. This has come up so many times with so many of the people I speak to on a daily and a weekly basis. And this is specifically how being in a toxic, abusive religion blocks off our sense of the future. So in this fairly short episode, I want to share with you some of the exact tactics and the exact reasons why these groups and organizations inhibit our sense of being able to look to the future and feel optimism and feel opportunity, gratitude, all of these great emotions, how and why they cut that off from us, and specifically what we can do to counteract that. I'm very much about how you can practically turn these things around, as you already know if you've listened to the podcast up to now. So to begin with, this is one of the best ways, by best I mean the most effective ways, that an organization controls people. And that's by limiting our sense of the future to whatever their narrative is. Now, in our case, if we were in a doomsday-focused religion that believes in great tribulations and Armageddons and all of that kind of stuff, then the narrative was so bleak. It was, the world is going to end in the next week or so, So as a result of that, it makes no sense to focus on your career. It makes no sense to focus on your personal goals. It makes no sense to do anything other than prepare for this impending doom. Now, the great thing about that for them is that they have a bunch of people in a highly motivated state as anyone with a gun held against their head. You become very, very motivated. A bunch of motivated people who are waiting and wanting direction, needing to know what to do. So they created that need and then provided an answer to it. Now, the habit, the mental habit of never looking to the future is something that can stay with a person even long after they've left a religion and disproved all of the doctrines. If you're listening to this, chances are high you no longer believe in a doomsday, Armageddon, Great Tribulation kind of narrative. You probably don't really believe that. You've probably done the research to say, I I don't buy into that idea. However, the chances are also equally high that when you look to the future, if not now, maybe in the past, it's been a challenge to feel optimistic. It's been a challenge to look to the future and say, hey, I have a bright, beautiful future ahead of me, and I'm optimistic about it. These are my goals. This is what I'm going to work towards, and I I just know it's going to be a hell of a ride. For most of us, that pattern of any time we looked to the future, our mind holding us back is something that we've carried with us. So one of the ways that that was achieved was by this this overwhelm strategy. This is another way that you can make people feel very, um, very, very malleable, or just feel, make them become malleable and suggestible. And it's by overwhelming them, by giving them so much information 
or such huge chunks of information that they can't conceptualize it. So, for example, instead of looking at our lives and saying, well, what do I want from today? Or how did I do today? Or how, how am I going to do today? The organization makes people think about your entire life, your entire personality, your entire being, and saying, what's bad about you? Think about everything bad, everything sinful about you, every single way that you have fallen short, every single way you might fall short in the future. And instilling this fear and make you think of every single thing at once, that's too much to conceptualize just in one person. And so making us think about all this overwhelming information or threat, everything that is or could be bad about you, gosh, think about that. And then think about everything bad about humans. Multiply that by the amount of humans on the planet, billions and billions. It's an overwhelming amount of badness and sinfulness and grimness. And then when you extend that and multiply that out throughout all of human history, well, the last 6,000 years of human history, multiply it out by there. It's an overwhelming amount of information to think about. And they say, well, this, this idea of sinfulness, of being bad, of being irredeemable, so bad that you, you couldn't even put your life right, even if you wanted to, even if you tried your best, you still wouldn't be able to do it. We got told this day in, day out, week in, week out. So not only is that massively negative, it's overwhelming. We were taught to think in those universal terms in, in matters of thousands of years, human history, humanity, the, the right to govern ourselves as opposed to God having governance over us, this universal sovereignty issue obedience to the devil or to God, all, all these huge, huge things from childhood, trying to conceptualize these massive cosmic celestial debates and issues and legal, this, this weird legal system is too much to conceptualize. And so what happens? We got overwhelmed. And with that overwhelm repeated over time, we became confused. And so in that confused state, we become suggestible. Because when we're confused and overwhelmed, the mind is looking for relief. It says, where is something I understand? All these, you know, weeks of years and prophecies and, you know, seven-headed beasts and how many horns and what does that represent? Just give me something I understand. And so then what did we get? Well, do your day's text, go knock on doors, convert people, uh, make sure you underline in nice colorful lines so people can see, and uh, and just be a good Christian. Just knock door to door. It's all going to be over soon anyway. So just do that. And so in that overwhelmed state, that seemed like a far better option than staying overwhelmed. And so we were lulled into this sense of, of uh, compliance into this habit of compliance. Now, the, the byproduct of that, or going hand in hand with that, is this feeling of having given up on ourselves. 
to the point where the only solution was salvation. The fundamental belief, certainly, of Christian religions is the idea that you are not safe and you are not okay. Those are the fundamental axioms of the Christian belief structure. And so by embedding that in our psyche with the sense of overwhelm, with thinking about everything bad about you as a person, everything that could be bad, and then extrapolating that out infinitely through time, it's very easy to make a person feel bad about themselves. And it's no wonder that so many people who have survived and escaped from a toxic and abusive religion feel that sense of, of just low self-esteem, feeling like they're rotten or bad or corrupt. Even if they know rationally that's not the case, just feeling unworthy, feeling weak, feeling small, feeling abandoned, feeling unseen. These tactics of overwhelming through huge chunks of information, making a person give up on themselves and thinking that there's only a supernatural solution that would be able to solve all their problems. And also by saying, hey, the future, don't even think about it. By building those three mechanisms inside a person's mind, even when someone leaves the religious structure, disproves all of the doctrines, those knee-jerk reactions of mental and emotional processes, they've become a habit. And so that's often why people leave a religion and end up feeling lost, feeling like they're in this sense of mental fog, feeling like a background player in the world that's going on outside, feeling like a background character in life, in their own life. So these are deliberate tactics that were used against us, and they're incredibly effective. But there are ways to work through it. And so I wanted to share something with you, because you, you probably already know about the Religion Rehab Program, which is a big 12-week deep dive into specifically addressing these issues of religious trauma using NLP, behavioral profiling, hypnotherapy, but right at the beginning of that program, there's a conversation that takes place. And in that conversation, we really break down and simplify the recovery process and get crystal clear on what do you want for the future in whatever length of time feels comfortable and achievable for you to think about. Then we reverse engineer how you're going to get there. From there, we'll look at what are the specific religious triggers and um, like vestiges of time in a toxic religion that could trip you up there. And then what can you do about it? What are the strengths you have? What are the opportunities you have to work around those things? So I've taken that conversation and I've turned it into an automatic tool. I've turned it into an assessment that you can take yourself through at your own time and it's freely available. The reason I wanted to make it freely available is because this is an area where so many people get stuck. If we can't look to the future and feel a sense of hope, at least, of optimism, of realizing that life can get better and that there are things we can do, well, if, if we don't have that, then we can't make any progress. So I wanted to make this freely available. So the link to that's in the description here and how it works, you just click that link 
And what we'll do, it's like going through a one-on-one conversation with me. So you'll fill out some questions that in a very strategic way, in a specific order, and then you'll receive the report straight to your inbox. And that report will give you a crystal clear strategy for the next six to 12 months that you can do so that if you're flying solo, doing it alone with your just your own personal development, if you have support with a group of friends, if you're working with a therapist or a coach, whatever your support structure is for moving forward, you'll have a specific list of exactly what you want to focus on. It's going to shine that light of awareness on the ways that you may not have even realized that the religion was impacting you on a daily and a weekly basis. And with that awareness, developing a strategy and specific tactics that you can use to address them. That awareness is the doorway to all of that. So specifically, it's making that future clear. It's reclaiming the future as your own territory. It's looking at the things that you may want to improve in yourself, because we all want to improve and get better. And rather than making that some overwhelming state of humanity's sinfulness, it's breaking it down into something manageable, turning it into an opportunity for growth rather than the burden of sin, and turning it into something positive so that you can feel that sense of achievement just by listening to this. You've taken action, you've listened, you've invested, you've invested like 10, 15 minutes of your time to listen to this, to share the time with me, to have this little brief chat. And to think about how you can make progress, you can overcome the abuse and the toxicity of an abusive religion. You can break free from the vestiges of spiritual tyranny. And by asking these questions in these very specific ways, it's taking away that overwhelm because it breaks it down into bite-sized chunks. So instead of trying to eat an entire feast just in one mouthful, You've broken it down into little bitefuls, into little bite-sized mouthfuls that you can take at your own pace. The more you do that, the more that dispels a sense of confusion. And you can feel a sense of clarity and feel a sense of simplicity. The path forward doesn't have to be this big tangled mess. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming state of mental fog. It can be straightforward, it can be simple, and you can know the next steps to take. So I've put this report together. Again, check out the link in the podcast description here. Go through it, it's free of charge, and at the end, you'll be sent the report straight to straight to your email inbox. You'll open the report and you'll see there that it's all structured in a way where you can refer back to it, and it can give you your own personalized recovery blueprint. When we were in the organization, we were navigating the world using a map that was not made for the world we were in and using a compass that had a magnet stuck to the side of it. Our navigation system was messed up, did not work, did not reflect us, did not, ref- did not reflect the world we were living in. So now, if you've woken up to that, you're probably at the point where you're going, well, I'm lost in this wilderness with no map and no freaking compass. I need to learn how to navigate. 
So rather than me saying, hey, here's another map you can follow, it feels far better to give you a tool where you can develop your own map, where you can become your own cartographer, navigate your own way to your own solutions. So that's the intention behind all of this. So please click the link in the description, share this podcast episode with whoever you think will find it helpful, relevant, and useful. And always feel free to send me an email. The email address is jonam at religionrehab.co.uk. You can reach out at any time, send any questions you have, anything you would like to hear me discuss on the podcast, whether me individually or with a guest. If you have any guests you would like to hear me interview, any authors, any speakers, any experts, any former members of a high control group, email in and let me know. Because this podcast is here to support you. The resources that we put together are here to support you, give you what you need, give you what you want. So it's going to be relevant and just help you simplify that journey of recovery, making it clear, making it understandable, making it achievable and even fun. Because we can enjoy the process of reclaiming our minds, of healing our hearts, of rebuilding our lives after escaping from spiritual tyranny. So thank you for spending this time for me. I hope you enjoyed the report. Go ahead, click the link in the podcast description, and I look forward to speaking with you soon.